<clears throat> well, hello, everybody. Welcome in. This is Coach V. I'm here with Coach Shaken Blake. Um, fresh off a huge win to move his boys to the Sweet 16, his second in a row. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling, Coach, about that? I'm feeling pretty good. Um, we, uh, I had a nice little um, battle with uh, Scrant- uh, Scranton and then uh, Fort Worth. They, have a, they play a very interesting style, so I'm glad yeah. we were able to pull out on that one, too. So. Yeah. We probably won't talk a ton about your game because it was a blowout and there's more exciting games to talk about. But we'll talk about the future game. and um, So we'll just go through uh, all – 16 games kind of talk about a little bit about what happened mm-hmm. um so we'll start with the salt lake city uh huntington beach game huntington beach was playing great uh in the second half uh late in the third quarter they kind of took control and went up by 11 uh going into the, the fourth quarter mm-hmm. um and uh but with about seven crowley really started to turn it on um, hit a few big shots uh, back to back to back and just um, pulled him back. Uh, Wainer hit a shot with four minutes left to bring it within two. Um, and then they they took the lead, or they, they tied it up with uh, 243 with a Wainer layup. Mm-hmm. So, and honestly, uh, so our Huntington Beach, they start off hot in the quarter, but they really cooled off. They had a couple minutes stretch where they just could not get the ball in. Um, mm-hmm. So that was kind of hard for them. Um, they were trading baskets, and uh, David Morgan hit some free throws. Hanks hit a shot. Morgan hit another shot. And uh, Ramsey, oh, 30 seconds left, got blocked. Dar got the rebound, and Hanks missed a short two. And with seven seconds left, uh, Trevor Ritzel got the ball from Jaden Mills and hit a short two-pointer. And seven seconds is kind of the range where it's like, okay, I think we can get a shot off. And they, all they were able to do was get a desperation heave from Matthew Dar. And you know when you see desperation heave, that's uh, that's a death sentence, you know. <laughs> so, but great game, Crowley twelve for 18, 28 points. Uh, Jaden Mills had fourteen rebounds. Um, they made all their free throws. That was a big thing. Going 10 for 10 from the free throw line is in comparison to 5 for 8. The rest really let these guys play, and it was an even game, but the difference was free throws, I think, in the end. Um, Salt Lake City made more than Huntington Beach. Yeah, even though there wasn't many. Uh, and like you said, it was a very clean game. Uh, six fouls for uh, Salt Lake and 12 for Huntington, but only 18 free throws shot between both teams. So. Very clean, and I mean, Huntington makes a couple of those free throws. Uh, it might be you know, overtime, or they could have maybe won. Yeah. Um, let's let's look at the next matchup. Um, in the next game, we had uh, Lair- or Macon and Louisville. Another really good game. Mm-hmm. Um, went down to the wire. Louisville had a pretty big lead. Um, They're up by fourteen going into the fourth, and and uh, they had they scored 69 points um, with 9.59 remaining. And then Macon goes on a run. They hit a bunch of shots in a row. Um, and they pull it to within two points, uh, or yeah, two points with and with less than five minutes left before 
Um, Louisville hits another shot. Mm. Uh, a couple things went back and forth. Uh, Carter, Zachary Carter got a huge M1 with three minutes left to tie it up. Um, but after that, they were struggling to get the ball in the hole. And then Kevin Reynolds, who had an incredible game, hit a big, uh, a big shot with 52 seconds to put him up by four. Jensen hits a three, giving them a chance. And um, Jose Pringle, the center, the big man, um, gets a shot. He's not a great shooter, 42% for his career, but you know, uh, he's a guy you don't mind taking that shot. And he just, he just came up short on it, and uh, they ended up, uh, they ended up losing by three. So Louisville holds on after not a great fourth quarter by any means, only scoring. Um, only scoring nine points the whole quarter. Yeah, um, this game is almost the exact opposite of the last one. It's basically even across the board, except for both teams had 24 fouls each. Um, mm-hmm. And really, the game come down to free throws. Louisville shot 55% from free throws. And like, even though Kevin Reynolds, freak, absolute freak of 35 yeah. points, he would only convert half his free throws. So when you only lose, mm-hmm. well, oh, I am sorry. Uh, I am looking completely wrong. Uh, <laughs> Louisville won this one, which actually bodes yeah. really well for them. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Louisville. Um, you, uh, even though you shot terribly free throws, you still pulled this out. So. Yeah. Um, that bodes well. Bo it's like very, you're not going to. Sh- you're not going to shoot. Have another free throw game like that. Or at least you hope not. But yeah. So one interesting thing I saw is uh, for Macon, uh, Andres Pendea, the guy was plus 20 in his 23 minutes. And when his backup, Kyle Potter, was in there, he went two for 11, minus 23. Um, Jose Pringle, plus 13. Um, He's their guy, the center. When he's out, minus 16 for Oscar Donaldson. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, it's always different, but really the bench lost it for me. There was a lot of fouls, and uh, yeah. Hey, Bills, how you doing? Hey, gang, doing well. Uh, pulled a victory out by the skin of our teeth today. I'd be feeling pretty yeah, good otherwise. We just talked about your game, ah. and then we talked about the the team you're about to play in Louisville. Yeah. Uh, so uh, both both great games. Um, For sure. Yeah. Well. What was going through your mind in the uh, at the end of the game there? Oh it man, it's just it, you know we played that team Huntington Beach, a very good team, twice in the PNTT actually, once that shows up on the schedule, and then once in a scrimmage, yeah. and we beat them by a good margin both times. And I just did not like the prospect of having to play them three times and potentially mm. beat them three times. So I figured it would be a much tougher game. Uh, and he, just last yeah. season. Last season, when we were fortunate enough to win the PNTT, we beat Reno in the final, and then Reno knocked us out of the NTT. So I was fearing, uh, you know, sort of having that happen again. But it was, it yeah. was just great to see us pull it out. You know, we've got a couple seniors in the starting lineup. A uh, senior hit the game-winning shot for us today, not a, a big scorer in Trevor Ritzel. So, um, yeah, I mean, as you probably already talked about, we were down double digits heading into the final 10 minutes. So it just didn't yeah. look great, but I'm very, very, very thankful to have survived in advance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, down by 13 um, with eight yep. minutes to go. Yep. Probably just, uh, it seemed like he had an out of body experience, you know, where he was just, um, he just came through. And every time you need a big shot, you knew the ball was going to him. 
Um, yeah, I mean, when he when he's in there, it feels like we always have a chance. You know, I mean, the game probably what will give us the most trouble is if he gets in foul trouble in a game, uh, which you know tends to happen at some point in the NTT. So we'll see if we can survive that. But just it's it was very good to have him in this situation, as you say. Yeah, I mean, uh, down down eleven here with seven and a half to go. Down thirteen. Yeah, down thirteen with eight oh three. That's probably the biggest. Uh, Ritzel though, as as I mentioned, he hit the game winner. He had uh, eight of his 12 in those last eight minutes as well. So he came up big too. Yeah. Yeah. Great, great performance, especially for a guy. It's not, he's not known for his scoring by any means. Right. Uh, but he's been shooting a lot more efficiently this year um, in comparison to the rest of his career. Um, what, what, I'm just curious, what went into the decision to take out Crawley with about six minutes left to go? Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I it's hard to answer for those. It's just at a certain point you think somebody's going to be more effective if he gets a little bit of a break, you know? Yeah. Uh, and yeah. if he's just doing it all out there and he's playing so much, he's got a little bit of exhaustion. You really need him. I mean, of course it's already the home stretch with six to go down six, but you just yeah. think he's got to be as fresh as possible for the last few minutes. Uh, and you can see he's... he came back in three thirty-six to go down two when we were really ready yeah. to make the push then. And you got to feel good when you win those minutes without him on the court. Exactly. You know, and his, his backup is a perfectly reasonable player, Lewis Hunt, uh, started a couple mm -hmm. games for us early in the season. He's just a very different player. And I've been, yeah. I mean, I already talked about Crowley being in foul trouble at some point in the future. Uh, as of now, we really don't have a shooter at all behind him. And that is, you know, a mm -hmm. problem, right? Because we can't, you know, there's no, there's nobody on the team who's going to be Crowley, but you would think maybe at least having somebody who can take some shots might be helpful. So we may have to think about that moving forward for certain matchups. Yeah, well, your your role players definitely stepped up. David Morgan with a couple big buckets and free throws. I object down the to the characterization of David Morgan as a role player. Uh, he's our, well, he's our second star. We've got two stars. Yeah, so. yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's that. Uh, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, I, you can call Mills a role yeah. player. Uh, yeah, yeah, Mills. I, I really and... like him. Very, very pleased with what he did today and what he's doing. And even Ritzel is more of a role player. Yeah, too. for sure. I'm just kidding anyway, but yeah, I just, <laughs> just, just really, really relieved to have won. Uh, Huntington Beach, you know, a very strong program year in, year out. They feel really, really fortunate to have beaten them uh, those three times, like I said. Yeah. How are you feeling about your next matchup against Louisville there in uh, the Sweet Sweet? You know, the golf team, the Macon coach, posted in advance of that game saying, oh, it's a bad matchup for them because Louisville has some great scorers at the backcourt positions. And I feel somewhat similarly. I mean, our, our, the strength of our defense is inside as well. Mm -hmm. So I think it's going to be yeah. very challenging to shut down those guys in Reynolds and Griffin. Uh, Reynolds is a fascinating player to me. I don't know if you guys are familiar with him, what he was in high school. But if you take a look at his high school numbers, uh, you know, they really won't blow you away. He scored 13.3 points a game and on 46.5% true shooting, under 40% yeah. field goal percentage. Now, you know, he's 6'1", playing small forward, and I remember he had very good scouting ratings. Yeah, his scouting uh, ratings were to the roof. I yep. think they were, like, basically yeah. all – He was, I think – I had a friend on him. I think he was scouted at, like, good scout, like, plus 11 or something like that. Something crazy, yeah. But with that was like, stats whoa. that bad. <laughs> yeah, that was just a really interesting case study, and a guy like that turns out to be a star. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and really what I'm impressed by him is how his steals have went up this year. Um you know, he's been, you know, okay, 1.3, 1.5, 1 1.5. This year he's up to 2.2 steals. And when you get a guy that can score that well and can disrupt uh, 
disrupt you at the point of attack. It's a little scary, you know? Yeah, for um, sure. And how about the almost four to one assist to turnover ratio as well? I mean, yep. that guy is, is a superstar for sure. And a senior playing point guard, which at least in the original version of Drive the Lane, <clears throat> I always felt like that was a huge boost in the NTT to have a senior point guard. You know, we have one yeah. too. Uh, so I'm very glad for that, but certainly, certainly mm-hmm. be a tough matchup. Yeah. 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 So I'm excited to see what happens. Um, Brennan Gore, he's the guy I was on. Um, he looks okay, pretty give good. Me the, give me the scouting report on him because him I don't remember from high school. So he was one of those guys that was out of position. Uh, excellent, excellent. Uh, I don't know what the rest of them were. I, I'm for, I'm getting old. I'm forgetting all my players now. <laughs> but he, I, guy that could defend, that could score. Um, yeah. So is he, is he related to Carter Gore? That was that was uh, the plan when I went for him. Uh, it's like, hey, you can play with Carter, and uh, cousins can play together. And but he he didn't take that recruiting pitch as well as I thought he would. So. I mean, the headlines really write themselves, right? Like just a total gore fest in Nashville. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, so, I've got I've got my daughter here helping me celebrate the victory. Yeah. yeah. You're entertained with pictures of herself on the screen, so she's surprised to see that, but. You know, sounds pretty exciting. It's a fan. It's a family effort here in Salt Lake mm-hmm. City. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he's excellent scouted. Um, oh, he did play point guard. Yeah, he was excellent, excellent, fair plus, good plus, good minus. Uh, okay, all right, and yeah, we'll we'll see. Um, yeah, scored twenty two points. He he's a little turnover prone in high school at the point guard position, but. Yeah. <laughs> now I got through much of the results so far, but not all of them. I saw, I think most uh-huh. of what. So what? What are the headlines coming out of round two? Um, we had, we were just kind of going through games. I mean, your game was probably one of the best. Uh, one of the best games out there. Uh, there was an overtime game again with. Uh, who was the overtime game? Was it? I saw I saw Olympia from our conference got beat by Albany in overtime, but maybe there was another yeah. game too. Yeah, that was the overtime game I was talking about, yeah. I think. Um, and that one, that one was a good game. Uh, I liked it. Uh, uh, Albany was down big in um, the fourth quarter, ten-ish points, and they came back, uh, hit a three-pointer to from Dylan Crane, uh, their their backup shooting guard, to send it to overtime. So Tyrus Worley got. Um, or not Tyrus really. One of their who's their shooting guard? He uh, he fouled out of the game. And, uh, Crane hit that big shot to send it to overtime from uh, from Albany. So that was big for them. Uh, Jordan Jordan uh, Wild. So that was one. Did you notice anything, uh, Shaken Blake? Any uh, any games that stuck out to you? I mean, there were some. There are a few good ones. <laughs> Me and your brother. I mean, Cooperstown Brunswick came down to two points right at the end there too. I mean, I think my biggest takeaway was Israel Williams played one of the best games I've ever seen. Um, he had 38 points and 27 shots, uh, 12 assists, six rebounds, one turnover um, against a really good Lansing team. So, I mean, they're the, they're the defending champs for a reason. And uh, a little too used yeah, to that man's <laughs> score line. <laughs> you know, that yeah. he's a, he is uh, 
force to be reckoned with. So. Yeah, and Lansing hit him on the ropes a little bit. It was a close game. Lansing was up, I think, by 12 early in that game, and Bakersfield just uh, kept chopping away. So they were – they were um, they, and they, they just didn't miss down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Mainly uh, mainly uh, Israel Williams didn't miss. He was, he was playing great. <laughs> it's a pretty rough – draw for Bakersfield. I mean, to me, they're overwhelmingly the favorite to win the tournament, but, you know, you get uh, League 31 stalwart in Clearwater as a 16 seed, then Lansing, mm-hmm. one of the best programs in the whole league in the second round, and then I, I see Charlotte as a really, really good 13 seed. I don't know what you guys think, but I don't think that's an easy matchup at all, despite the seeding. So, you know, yeah. they're, they're going to have to earn it if they're going to repeat. But I mean, they uh, they are yeah. putting, I mean, Charlotte's, I mean, averaging 80, over 80 points a game. And you've got all the recruiting classes are, you know, 40 plus. So, you know, they mm-hmm. have got talent. I can see you got Coach Mo, two 6'11 guys and a 6'8. Like, I think it's going to be harder than it, it would see when you'd see a 1 in 13. Um, I love you. coming off some big, big St. Paul win, too. Yeah. Another thing Charlotte did was against St. Paul. We'll talk about that game a little bit. He fouled out their point guard, Armin Callier, in 15 minutes. Um, D'Angelo Garden did. So D'Angelo Garden got to the line 11 times. Uh, Callier fouled out in 15 minutes. And Joe Gonzalez only – I guess they, they split those guys usually anyway. But, um, yeah, I I wonder how he's going to do against uh, – against, uh, Israel Williams. Um, I know and can he get him in foul trouble? That's the only way I got him. Uh, I think I beat him once last year, and it was because Israel got in foul trouble and didn't play the whole game, and we still had a close game. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they looked pretty good. So, mm-hmm. that's, I mean, they're they're obviously the favorite. No, no offense. Uh, <laughs> no offense, uh, Coach Bills. <laughs> I mean, you got a great team, but – Bakersfield's just been on a roll for the last two seasons. Mm-hmm. And they're battle-tested. They play great teams. And, yeah. Uh, you want to keep going through these? Games? Blake? Um, yeah. I mean, I'd like to just mention, I think, uh, Reno uh, as a nine seed in Region 4. Um, he yeah. made the Final Four last year. And... Um, he had a – it would have been an interesting matchup to see against Boise, but um, mm-hmm. that, those corn ships had to pull the massive upset um, yeah. for, against them. And so he had an e- easier matchup against uh, corn ships, but his path uh, gets Chicago now, and um, they got an insane sophomore class. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see um, where that kind of goes, I think, um, being a Final Four team last year. Yeah. yeah. So Chicago, last year they were on the first round. The year before that, they went to the Sweet 16 before they lost. Uh, so Chicago's got a good squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that game against – I like that matchup against Reno. Uh, Chicago does have a lot of scoring from its guard play. Um, Deloach, Perry, Fields. Those are the guys carrying them in scoring, and they shoot a decent amount of threes. So, uh, 
uh, interested to see how the zone works against them in that game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Zone. Uh, so let's talk. We we touched on it, but um, so we just talked a little bit about Bakersfield. Uh, Charlotte played great. Charlotte, um, they got to the line uh, 28 times. They did not make many, but they, they got to the line 28 times. I think that really uh, decided the game in that game. So that that's an interesting one. The Bakersfield, we talked a little bit about that one. I like that matchup a lot. I think it's going to be a fun matchup. And On the bottom half of that bracket in Region 3, you have Albany. Albany's like our are our very own version of St. Peter's. Mm-hmm. You know, you're hitting, you're hitting buzzer beater threes to um, send it into overtime. Uh, and they're going up against a really good Owensboro team that's that's won a lot of games and from a pretty underrated conference, I think. Uh, yeah. So nothing jumps out off the screen at you when you watch look at their their team. It's not like, wow, they're amazing. But they get it done. They, they play really good defensively. Um, their home teams to 46.8% true shooting. They out-rebound teams by nine rebounds a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, get a lot of blocks. Uh, Adrian Ortega. So we'll see if that that impacts them. But Albany's just kind of flying by the seat of their pants. What, what do you think? Yeah, I'm, it's very, I'd say, I don't know off the top of my head, but under 60 points for opponents is extremely low for an average yeah. Um, so I'll be interested to see what that comes out as with going against an Albany team who's shoots extremely well, um, mm-hmm. at least through these last few weeks. So I could see this being a really low scoring team because Albany's not like a world beater when it comes to scoring points, but, um, yeah, so should be interesting. Uh, let's look here. Um, yeah, Owensboro got the win over Lancaster. Uh, Coach Shad touched on a little bit on the boards, but he said that it was just a big time comeback near the end. Uh, but they weren't. It wasn't enough to overcome Owensboro, who had a lot of free throws, um, thirty-one free throws, and they made twenty-five. So that always helps you, thirty-one to eight. And you know, just like the um, NCAA tournament, I think a lot of people are questioning, like. Man, these refs call a lot of fouls, and mm-hmm. a lot of times we just want to see basketball. You know, we don't want to see someone take thirty shots. You know, not not everyone likes watching James Harden play basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, just it's like free throws are not that fun <laughs> to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, but some, it, but we'll see. I mean, especially as we get down, we we'd like the refs to you know be considerate because it's like. Olympia had 34 free throws in that game against Albany, and they still they still lost by eight. So that's something to look at, um, especially if Owensboro can get the same amount of calls as Olympia did. Um, that'll make that matchup interesting. Uh, let's can we talk about your game? We'll talk about Region Two a little bit. Yeah, sure. So, man, one team I've just been so impressed by is Norfolk. So Norfolk came out, they beat Salem. Then they just really they just really stomped on Virginia Beach. Virginia Beach did okay, but they shot they shot a lot, got some got some offensive rebounds. Norfolk, they went they had 20 offensive rebounds, um, only three turnovers in the entire game, got to the line 25 times. 
they just look really good. William Spinner, 28 points, five assists, four rebounds. Uh, you got to love that. Mm-hmm. Their bench is playing good, too. Um, Virginia Beach is a pretty solid team. Last year, they made it to the uh, Sweet 16, and this year, they got bounced. Uh, or Sorry, last year, they made it to the Elite Eight, <laughs> and this year, they get bounced uh, in early. I, I did not expect Norfolk to do this well, but they look really good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, they're um, they get a Waterloo is an interesting matchup, I think. Yeah, but like Nor- Norfolk is doing really good, especially based on their classes. Like they're maximizing their talent extremely well. Um, they're kind mm-hmm. of led by that uh, their senior class, which is their best class. They got all three of them starting. Um, well, I think it's just going to depend on what those uh, their two other ones are going to come down to. Um, mm-hmm. Waterloo, um, they're good. They're they've been really good the last two seasons, back to back NTTs, and uh, I mean, uh, Paul Coleman has is my goodness, fourteen rebounds and four assists. Like that's insane. <laughs> Um, so let's talk about Paul Coleman for a second here, okay? Um, and this guy, whew, gosh, he's playing incredible. But Paul Coleman right now has 286 rebounds on the season. Um, that's more than he – I mean, that's more than he has points, and he has a lot of points too. <laughs> uh, but the, the all-time record for uh, rebounds in a season is Cale Brainerd. Cale Brainerd had 300. And 18. So he just needs um, 32 rebounds in four games <laughs> to break the all-time record for rebounds in a season. That's held by Caleb Brainerd since season five. <laughs> um, just, just an incredible accomplishment to uh, to do that and to get um, that many rebounds and. They don't look like they're slowing down anytime soon. No, no, they don't. They have a really solid squad. They're, I mean, they're all three starters are on uh, double digit points, and they even have a back. Uh, their backup point guard is nearly there. Um, yeah, he was before the tournament. He, yeah. All six of them had double digits. Yeah, offensive juggernaut. Uh, if they're ever like, mm-hmm. can hit you from basically anywhere. Um, really, really good team. Yeah. Yeah. So you gotta get you gotta give them a lot of credit for what they've done. I like this matchup against Norfolk. Um, Daniel Kane coming in with twenty one point two points per game. William Spinner seventeen point seven percent or seventeen points per game. All of their guys shoot really efficiently. Not the best strength of schedule, but you know that you play who you play, and they've done well. Um, they've done well. So mm-hmm. I'm excited for this game. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see how uh, Waterloo tries to shut down those guards. Yeah, yeah, me too, me too. Cool. Uh, and then next up, we have two pretty decent blowouts, I would say. Um, eh, Cedar Crafts and Ann Arbor. Ann Arbor team on the and Ann Arbor is just such a good team offensively. Austin, Bills, he back. Yeah, I'm here. Sorry for abandoning you earlier. No, you're cool. You're cool. We're just talking about Ann Arbor and Cedar Crapids. Uh Austin Rodriguez had an incredible game. 
Um, 13 for 16 for 33 points. Went to the line 10 times, made six. Um, and their team, you know they're just stacked offensively. They have another excellent shooter in their, in their starting lineup that barely shoots uh, in Tucker Johnson because uh, they don't need him to. They can just let him, you know, kind of facilitate and let A-Rod and Anthony Baker um, make a bunch of shots. Uh, so they're going to – and they run that zone. They kind of hide Baker in the zone usually. But this game they switched – this game they switched to normal, uh, so that was kind of interesting, and they pr- they were probably a little scared by Cedar Rapids and uh, Nathan Phillips and Zachary ran and they switched, but hey, can't can't blame them. It worked out for them, um, and they and they moved on. So uh, and yeah, so and they're gonna play against you guys, Fremont. Fremont, you guys took care of business pretty easily against uh, the 15 seed. Fort Worth, Kilmore, uh, just Amber, typical 29-point game. Uh, Brandon Freeman, 10 rebounds from the shooting guard. Yeah, tell us about your game a little bit. Yeah, I mean, uh, Freeman, he doesn't often shoot a ton, but he always is – he's pretty efficient when he does. Um, so yeah. I love it when – yeah, this is, I think, his second game this year. He's gotten 10 for 15. So, um, very good game by yeah. him. William Rebrell, um, kind of an, the oversized point guard. Um, four, four steals, eight assists, and two turnovers. Can't hate on that at all. I'll take that every day. Yes, for sure. So, um, Ethan Thomas didn't have that great of a game, um, which is kind of uncharacteristic of him. Um, but he didn't need to either. So. But didn't really have to. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you... How do you feel like Verbrell matches up against Arab there at point guard? Um, trying to think. I think he'll. I mean, he's got the height advantage. I mean, clearly, um, being six seven, so that should definitely um, at least affect some things. Um, yeah. Be interested to see. Just kind of how that all works out. I haven't had a t- ton of time to look through Ann Arbor all that much, actually, before I jumped on. Um, but I think for Browse... So they're starting... They're starting backcourt is 6'2", 6'4", 6'5". I know them pretty well, obviously. We play them twice a year. Yes. Um, they've gotten the better of us most of the time. And, you know, you got guys like... I mean, they, they can just score. And... Mm-hmm. But... Also, they have to see over your defense. <laughs> they have to see over two six-seven guys at the guard positions, a six-nine guy, yeah, a small forward and power forward, and then a seven-footer. Yeah, that's yeah. that's tough to deal with. Yeah, the uh, where I mean, they have us at center clearly because they have a seven-two center, which that's freakishly tall. Um, yeah, we have we are tie or have the height and. All the other categories. Um, their bench mm-hmm. is all six eight, which is very intriguing. Um, which I'm just yeah. I'll be interested to see how the uh, looks like. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think that'll be a great matchup. I'm excited to see what happens there in that one. Uh, yeah, just. Just a great offensive team against 
team like you guys. And yeah. Uh, hey, let's Coach, talk- Coach V, let me ask you about that game. I've got a question. I don't want to break in while yeah. we're letting you know, Shake and Blake talk about his own team. Uh, I mean, Joseph Amburn is obviously a superstar playing small forward. Yes. I understand that Ann Arbor usually plays zone, didn't today. Uh, do you see any possibility that Baker moves, you know, the famous nun defender? Uh, or I don't know if he's poor by now or what. Any chance that he moves out of that small forward position? You know, I recognize you're not the one coaching, but, you know, you're the conference mate. Do you think that could happen or do you think he's just going to stay there and stick with his own? Um, it's a good question. He is known for moving it to, to moving, moving his lineup around. I've seen him do that quite a bit. And he has, especially earlier in the season. I think if he is going to play his own, um, you know, the small four is the best spot for uh, Baker. Um, one of the things Baker's just, you know, he's such an incredible scorer. Can he, can he get Amber and foul trouble? That might yeah. be something he's thinking of. Um, and then he doesn't have to guard him on the other end because he's playing small forward. I think if you're playing his own small forward, it's probably the best place to hide somebody. Uh, personally, that's my thought. But um, Yeah, no, that, that all makes sense. So you think then most of the time those lineup changes that uh, Brad makes are more for offense than for defense is what I'm getting. You know, move somebody to – Yeah, if he's playing zone, I think so. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, you're – we, we played zone all last season, as you might recall, but I've gone away from it this year. And really throughout the whole time I've played drive the lane, otherwise really haven't done much zone. So, you know, in theory, that makes perfect sense that, oh, well, you wouldn't worry about positional matchups at all when you're playing a zone. But I don't know if I can get that through my head completely. I just haven't committed to it in the same way that he has with and with so much success. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And he's built his whole team, I think, on playing zone for the most part. Uh, but I, I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked if he did move him. If he did say, "Hey, let's go, man," I don't have to worry about Vrabel. Um, yeah, I'm gonna put Baker at point guard and just let him go uh, to town, and I don't have to worry about Vrabel uh, scoring on him at all. Uh, mm-hmm. I can just, mm-hmm. I, I can just let that. I can just put my better defenders on Freeman and Amburn um, yeah. with Rodriguez, Arod, and uh, and uh, Tucker, and see how that works. So, yeah, but there's probably know. nobody. There's probably nobody who's going to stop Amber, and so I would think zone and just kind of sticking with what they've done. As as we're talking it out here, uh, that makes the most yeah. sense to me. But this this is an awesome matchup for the next round. I mean, two two really good teams. So I'll be very curious to see what happens. Yeah, I'm I'm intrigued to see if Auburn can keep a portion on his tear. Um, he's been insane this year, um, especially yeah. last year. Last year he was good, <laughs> but this year he took a giant leap forward steals and points so. and that's the thing if you're going to attack his zone you're going to attack it from the small forward position right that's like i feel like that's where a lot of times you get the most points so that's something to think about too uh i mean honestly like i obviously i don't i mean i like beating them and stuff but it's hard not to like ann arbor as a team you know um brad doesn't take himself too seriously so i like that and uh and plus, they're just fun offensively. They got fun players. I feel like Baker's just a fun guy to root for. Um, mm-hmm. Personally, it's like, okay, he doesn't play defense, but he, he makes up for it so much with his offense. Mm-hmm. Um, I was giving a little jab. I got a clear lead on a guy uh, that's a, uh, that is a non-shooter, excellent, excellent defender, excellent hands, a bunch of stuff. And I, and I called him uh, – I nicknamed him – Anthony of Baker, so the anti-Anthony Baker. So. 
<laughs> that, that, that gave me a chuckle at least. <laughs> so if you can make yourself laugh, I think you're doing pretty good. <laughs> for sure, for sure. So, but super interesting matchup for sure. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, cool. There's a couple other matchups. Uh, we talked a little bit about the Chicago Reno. Let's talk about the Carson City Omaha one. Uh, Bills, do you have anything? What What are your thoughts on Carson City? Um, you play. You played them a couple times. Um, is it once or twice? Or I, well, we we played them three times this year actually. So they're times. in our they're in our division. We beat them both times in the regular season, which I felt great about. But then they got us in the conference tournament final. Uh, so you know, a team that has a ton of young talent, you know, really on the rise. They'll be, I think, even harder to deal with next year. Obviously, we don't know what kind of recruiting class they'll get, but. No senior starters, um, you know, some real, I mean, Anthony Hamilton is a guy who was a big name in the recruiting circuit last year, and he has certainly delivered as a freshman. Uh, and then a very strong backcourt as well. Um, so I, I just think they are a very dangerous team. And, you know, some of those younger players are now, you know, through an entire season almost. So they've got a little more experience. They may be even better than they were at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Yeah, and these guys were really, really solid, um, particularly from season like 8 to 20. Um, they were one of the best teams in the league. Um, they they made a couple Elite Eights, um, and then after that, they kind of fell off a little bit. But it seems like they're making their rise again, um, and now they're in the Sweet 16. The, the, the future looks bright for them. Um, yeah, I, I mean, and... That's a scary thing being in conference uh, 31 with them, Salem, you. Um, there's some good teams out there. Yeah, shout oh, out I to conference to 31. Here. I got to say, while I'm here, we're still ranked the best conference in the whole country. Um, conference 27, well, 27 is creeping up, and I would not be too surprised if, if you guys end up passing us there, Blake. But, uh, you know, for now, uh, we're, we're still number one. We were going into the NTT, and we've stayed in that spot through a couple rounds. So it feels good. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah, it looks like conference – for us in Conference 15, I feel like we've had our worst uh, worst season in a while, but we're still pretty far up there. But not, nowhere near you guys, that's for sure. Um, cool. So the team they're playing is Omaha. Yeah. Omaha good. got a big big they're win over. You go. Go ahead. They, just, they, they look interesting. Uh, I mean, their, class, their classes are middle of the road. I mean, their freshman class who really doesn't start other than uh, Benjamin Brown Benny. Um, is interesting. Uh, the, tr the transition from power forward to shooting guard has very much opened him up. Mm -hmm. The uh, kind of someone perennial NTT team. Um, they had one PTT, you know, a couple a PTT a couple of years ago, but um, they I've kind of single-handed, and they've blown uh, both their teams out pretty, pretty well. Um, both games in this NTT. So. They're an interesting team. Uh, they definitely maximize the talent they've got, and, and uh, I mean, that's just my analysis of them. Yeah, how about, I mean, how about it for Benny Brown? What a, what a tournament. This guy... Shooting guard, um, he had his he had a career high with forty four points uh, today on twenty seven shots. Uh, last last round he had twenty three. I mean, 
for a freshman to be playing this well um, on this stage against this good of teams is incredible. Uh, do you think he can keep it up against a team like uh, Carson City? Yeah, that's kind of the interesting piece. I mean, his uh, his mate there and uh, Alexander Coles has definitely been feeding him. Those two just yeah. just a connection beyond all compare. Um, but Alexander's definitely uh, appreciating. Um, yeah, it'll be. They both seem to. Uh, Omaha has the height down, kind of in the middle, uh, kind of that mid mid tier. Um, I mean, I think the center, I think they're basically an even matchup, 6'10 to 6'11. But uh, Omaha is the height advantage, kind of in that shooting guard, small forward, power forward position. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm excited for this game. Uh, you know, Omaha's got the senior leadership. they got the senior point guard. Um, the only thing is he's not a great free throw shooter, 54.8%. You get a close game, if Alexander Coles goes to the line, that's who you're relying on. You're not, you don't get a chance for Benny Brown to um, shoot those free throws. I you know, think Alexander Coles is a great enough passer that he'll get the ball out of his hands before he gets fouled. Yeah. Look at that, 11.4 assists per game. That's amazing. I know. That's amazing. The whole offense runs through him. Yeah, hopefully he can get it out of his hands quick enough. I mean, he's only taking 1.6, so. Right. Um, In a lot yeah. of minutes. But he hasn't played too many close games either. You know, the, the games he's played, they've been mainly blowouts. And, you know, he lost a close one to Providence. Yeah, I'd love to. I, I'm excited for the Benny Brown matchup. Can he keep it up? I mean, it's just incredible. You know, you see a guy that's a freshman putting up 44 points in an elimination game. Wow. <laughs> that's special there. For sure. Cool. Um, there any other games we didn't talk about? I, I guess we didn't talk about the region. I think we've talked about all of them except uh, the Laramie-Brunswick game. Laramie won by 20. Brunswick won a close one against Cooperstown um, by two. Let's see. What uh, yeah. Um, it won both their games pretty convincingly. Hmm. Over 10 and over by 20. So they're having a very good offensive run, at least in the tournament. Um, well, in yeah. general, I mean, they got 82 points per game. They're pretty offensive team. And Brunswick's an interesting team. They got two guys that score for them for the mo- for the most uh, for the most part with Joshua Banks and William West, and then the rest of them are like just get them the ball. So um, if you can shut those two down, great. But um, and I think yeah, I think Sean Matthews is a pretty good defensive stopper for the most part. And um, yeah, so I'm interested to see how that works. More of a team against a couple players that they really rely on. And let me, if I can jump in here, it's interesting to see Brunswick with a 248 strength of schedule, even after two NTT games. I don't know what it was heading into the first round, but uh, I think it was the absolute worst. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm not surprised, but I, I said this on the solo podcast I did yesterday, but those teams always scare me heading into the NTT, playing that bad of a schedule. You know, of course, maybe they're not that good, but you just don't really know. They haven't had the, the opportunity to prove whether they're good or bad. Uh, yeah. You know, Brunswick's 19-1. and one. They have the one loss uh, against a team ranked 43rd right now. 
haven't really played another top 50 team, even in the NTT. So, you know, you could say, well, they really haven't proved it. They're not that great. Laramie will take care of them. But it's just, you don't, you don't really know either way. Uh, they just, they haven't had the, the chance to show it. So, yeah, we'll see. It's, it's hard to know exactly what they mm-hmm. have in general. Um, I mean, their classes are extremely well. Um, mm-hmm. For, for all things considered. And they're consistently one of the best teams in that conference, in conference mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm, as, as Coach B knows, I'm familiar with uh, another one of the coaches in conference one. And so I follow that mm-hmm. conference a little bit. It's it, consistently one of the worst ranked conferences in the league, but, mm-hmm. but Brunswick is a bright spot, usually. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think the interesting thing will be, can, um, yeah, can Laramie shut down either uh, can they either shut down Banks or West? And if they can just slow down one of them, make him shoot a little inefficient, um, Brunswick's going to have a hard time uh, hard time winning because they rely on those guys so much. Yes, for sure. Cool. Well, that's it um, for this. Any other thoughts on this region at all or anything like that? I'm good. I think we've covered it pretty well. No. What'd you say? I'm, I'm good. I think we covered it pretty yeah. well. Okay. Well, thanks for listening in, guys. Um, we're looking forward to the Sweet 16. Should be fun. Teams are, yeah, the teams are getting, uh, yeah, the teams are whittling down. Um, and we only got four more games left of the season. So best of luck to everyone still alive, especially you guys, Bills and Blake. Uh, Blue is going to come on, but he got a little pissed when he lost. So, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. A loss can change your mood. Um, mm-hmm. I think we've all been there. <laughs> Absolutely. Cool. Well, have a good day, everyone, and uh, best of luck to the teams for me. Appreciate it.